right over there, so we're set. Welcome back to Student Pilot Journal. Uh, today I wanted to talk a little bit about radio procedures, in particular flight following. The things that I have the problem the most with are when I come back um, from not flying for a while are radio procedures and certain situations that come up. And uh, this was probably the easiest and the most uh, used for myself is uh, flight following. I use them a lot on my solo cross countries for both my short and my long cross country. Um, and so what I came up with was just I wanted to show you where Casey and I would uh, kind of do a ATC, you know, uh, pilot exchange. So I recorded that um, visually, not, not anything really stimulating, but the audio portion should be good. But first, I was at Aviation Day in Melbourne at Melbourne Airport today, um, and we asked quite a few people there uh, what their thoughts on flight following were. So some are comical and some are, are serious, but overall, i give you an idea what everybody's idea of flight following is. What is flight following? Flight following is when you uh, contact approach control and they monitor your uh, position as you uh, go from point You are en route, in flight, you can contact the center that, you're, that affects the area that you're flying. You can have them basically give you a squat code for your transponder to identify your aircraft and to identify your height, your position, and that way they can advise you basically through their airspace for the duration of your time in that area. Flight following? Flight following for me, I only have an 80 horsepower engine, so I'm always following the other guys. Flight following. Flight following is when you uh, talk to uh, ATC and they, uh, they track, well, it's, uh, you know, the center, right? But uh, they, they track your flight and advise you of traffic in, the, uh, in your vicinity. Flight following is where air traffic control follows an airplane in the air and monitors its progress in the flight. Okay, flight following is when you are on a VFR flight plan, or you don't have to be on a VFR flight plan, you can just be flying somewhere, and you contact ATC, usually approach, and uh, they basically separate traffic. That's pretty much their job. Or if you get lost, we tell a lot of our students to use it if they get lost. That way they can find themselves. That's it. And it's useful. I don't use it a lot, but it's useful. Flight following is where a VFR airplane receives radar advisories from the approach control. <laughs> I, we don't use it. That, that's when, uh, yeah, that's, uh, let's see, that's the other aircraft keeping up with me. Uh, he, he's following me. Yeah, that's, that, that's flight following. Flight following uh, is something you file for uh, for uh, VFR flying. And that way you get to talk to air traffic control while you're flying along. Sort of like IFR, but you got somebody to talk to, it's friendly. Uh, and that way you're always in touch with somebody as you're flying uh, 
BFR flying. Well, I'll give you a good example. When I take off and go from Melbourne, maybe down to Bureau, maybe over to Orlando Executive, I call up Flight Bomb because I want somebody else watching out for me. I'm VFR participating traffic. I want somebody else watching out for me. So I like to have I like to have air traffic control service to and from my flight. So that's what I consider flight bombing to be. Or if I get into a jam or uh, jam mean I need a little bit of weather update or something, they're more than willing to help you out if you ask. So I like someone watching over me while I'm flying VFR. Okay, I'm Winston Skog. I'm currently the Dean of Aeronautics here at Florida Tech. And uh, our flight program is one of the programs that we're uh, proud of. The question was asked to me, what is flight following? Well, flight following is a service that I, along with many other pilots, utilize. And it's a service that I request from the controlling agencies. It could be Orlando Approach, for example, or it could be Miami Center. But if I'm flying VFR, I request flight following, and that allows ATC to assign me a an IFF code, they can track me and they can provide traffic advisories and other advisories to help make my flight a safe one. So I guess that's my general definition of flight following. Flight following is something that you should expect not to get from Miami Center. Uh, this is where we would be on a visual uh, flight uh, rules flight plan and we would ask air traffic control for uh, to keep an eye on it. So they would give us a discreet squawk and we would uh, be able to fly through a certain airspace. Hey, I'm the one that's making the podcast. I don't have to know. I just know it's real cool and I always want to use it all the time. Flight following is a service that's provided to uh, VFR pilots on a workload permitting basis. So uh, they don't have to give it to you, you know, if it's, if it's real busy, and this happens to us a lot around Miami. Um, it's too busy, there's too much IFR traffic that they're handling, they can't, keep us, they can't put us into the system. Um, so it's a, a workload, workload permitting thing for them, uh, but they're going to kind of keep an eye on us, and the, the main function of ATC is always separation of aircraft. So um, the big thing that they're going to do is if there's any kind of traffic in, in our area uh, that's passing us or coming close to us, they're going to they're point it out. They're going to say, you know, 4-4 Quebec, traffic 2 o'clock, 3 miles at 3,000 feet. Um, uh, other things that they can do, uh, d depending on the um, on the facility, they can give you some weather information. You know, if there's uh, if there are thunderstorms up ahead, you know, you can just ask them. Say, hey, you know, I see the looks like there's a cell up ahead of me, and they may give you a suggestion. Yeah, it looks like if you turn 20 degrees to the right for about 30 miles or whatever, you'll you'll get around that. Um, <clears throat> other things that they can do, uh, you know, you're getting close to your destination and you just don't see the airport. Uh, they can say things like, uh, Fort Hurricane, you know, airport is 12 o'clock, 10 miles. And they'll kind of give you, they can even give you, excuse me, vectors to the, to the airport. So, um, uh, so the main things that they're going to do are help you look out for other traffic, uh, limited, but some, uh, weather avoidance and then, uh, help you find find your destination or, or stay stay oriented. Okay, so we're going to take a flight from Melbourne to Key West, and we're going to talk through initiating flight following, uh, getting handed off to different uh, different approach controls, and eventually terminating flight following to land at our destination. The approach frequency that you contact is going to be based on uh, where you are when you are calling them. So, uh, in, in our case, if we're flying from Melbourne to Key West, is you know once we clear Melbourne's airspace, we're going to go ahead and, and contact flight following. So, a uh, good place to look for that is in the airport facilities directory under Melbourne Airport, uh, and you're going to see approach departure control, Orlando approach, 
Um, if you weren't contacting them until down around Okeechobee, you know, you may look up Okeechobee or Pahokee and, and, and find it. The the initial call to an approach controller, um, I, I like to just give them give them a heads up, let them know we're there, and tell them that we want a request. So the first first call is going to go like this. Orlando approach, Archer 3744 Quebec with request. Archer 44 Quebec, say request. 44 Quebec, 5 miles southwest of Melbourne, level 2500, request flight following to Key West. Archer 44 Quebec, Squawk 1234. Squawk 1234, 44 Quebec. Archer 44 Quebec, radar contact uh, 6 miles to the southwest of Melbourne, altimeter 3000, report prior to any altitude changes. 3000, Wilco, 44 Quebec. Okay, so along the flight, at some point, um, you're probably going to switch switch controllers. So uh, this can go one one of two ways. Um, the first way, and the more favorable way for you, the pilot, is they give you a handoff. Uh, so let's say uh, we're leaving Miami's airspace, going into Palm Beach's airspace. Uh, they're going to say, Archer four four Quebec, contact Palm Beach approach on one two four point six. One two four point six four four Quebec. Okay, now pilot again switches frequencies. Now he goes over to Palm Beach. Palm Beach approach. Piper three seven four four Quebec. Level two thousand five hundred. Archer four four Quebec. Roger. Altimeter three zero zero zero. And that's a handoff. So uh, they've they've called Palm Beach approach and told them where you are, where you're going. Um, all you need to do is check in with the next controller. There's two two options there for switching uh, controllers. So that and that was the first one. That was the that was the handoff. If the uh, if the controller is too busy to contact the next your next controller, um, they're gonna just basically dump you from flight following. So he's gonna the controller is gonna say something like this. Uh, Archer four four Quebec. Uh, radar service is terminated. Squawk VFR frequency change approved. Have a good day. Squawk VFR, frequency change approved, 44 Quebec. Basically what happened there is, you know, he, he was too he was too lazy or too, or too busy to contact the next controller for you. And and a lot of times actually when they do that, they they will say Archer 44 Quebec, you're leaving my airspace. Frequency change approved, squawk VFR. Have a good day. If you'd like further flight following, contact Palm Beach Approach, frequency 124.6. Squawk VFR, frequency change approved, 44 Quebec. Um, and, and usually if, if they don't give me a frequency, I'll just ask him. So, you know, he may be too busy to give me the handoff, but usually he at least knows which controller I would contact next. And that just saves me the hassle of having to go look it up. If, if that second option happens to you, uh, then you have to initiate flight following just like you did when you were starting the flight. So you'd contact Palm Beach Approach and just give them your whole spiel again. You know, where you are. Uh, where you're going, what altitude you're at, that kind of that kind of thing. Uh, one thing that you can do for for flights that you take regularly, uh, because th there's no resource, at least that I know of, that's available to pilots that shows you um, where the controllers are gonna, you know, hand you off to the next to the next guy. And it, it it also depends on altitudes, but you know if you have a flight like to Key West that you're doing all the time, you always fly this flight at, uh, let's see, I don't know if that'd be an easterly or westerly, whatever. Let's say you fly it at eight thousand five hundred all the time. Um, 
they're going to hand you off to the next controller at the same same point and it's going to be the same frequency probably um, every time so uh, you could make a little note on your chart there and put you know Palm Beach approach 124.6 um, and, and that way if he dumps you out of the system you know which which frequency to contact them on typically when you get close to the to destination the the controller is going to start um, start asking you if you see the airport and uh, so he the controller may say Archer 44 Quebec uh, airport is 15 miles at your 12 o'clock reported in sight looking for the airport 44 Quebec uh, you know you either see it or you don't um, if you don't see it don't tell him you see it because you want to you want his help in in finding the airport um, so um, at whatever point you do pick up the airport if you report it in sight most likely what he's going to say is uh, either at this point if it's a controlled field you know contact the tower um, or he may say um, squawk VFR frequency change approved contact tower on whatever whatever frequency um, if uh, I, I have had times when I'm on flight following, I'm getting close to the airport, and the controller doesn't say anything. So he's probably just not watching you very closely and doesn't realize you're getting close to your destination. Um, in that case, usually I, I just make the call and say, Miami Center, 44 Quebec, has the airport in sight. Um, and then that would prompt him to say, oh, okay, you know, flight following is terminated, or contact the tower now on, on this frequency. Archer 44 Quebec, airport is 12 o'clock, 15 miles, report in sight. Airport in sight, 44 Quebec. Archer 44 Quebec, uh, contact the tower on 123.4. Have a good day. 123.4, 44 Quebec. Archer 44 Quebec, traffic 2 o'clock, 3 miles at 3,000 feet. Traffic in sight, 44 Quebec. So uh, when he calls traffic, you either say looking for the traffic or traffic in sight. Um, and if you said looking for traffic, you'd want to keep looking for it. And then when you get it, traffic in sight, 44 Quebec. Okay, so if, you're, if your flight following is taking you uh, into or just even passing through Class Bravo airspace, um, the controller's initial response, um, or, or at least his response before you get into that airspace, should he should say the words "cleared through the class Bravo airspace." Orlando approach Archer three seven four four Quebec with request. Archer four four Quebec, say request. Archer four four Quebec is two thousand five hundred feet, six miles northwest of Melbourne. Request flight following to Orlando Executive. Uh, Archer 44 Quebec, Squawk 1234. Squawk 1234, 44 Quebec. 44 Quebec, radar contact, 6 miles northwest of Melbourne. Uh, you are cleared through the Class Bravo. Altimeter 3000. Cleared through the Class Bravo, 44 Quebec. If he doesn't say that cleared through the Class Bravo, uh, then you do not want to assume that you can go into the airspace. Um, I, I think maybe sometimes the controller meant to say it or he, he, he is intending to 
that you're cleared through the class Broadway airspace. But um, if you're ever in doubt, ask. Because remember, Class Bravo is different than Charlie and Delta. Uh, Charlie and Delta used to have to establish two-way two radio communications. Class Bravo, you have to be cleared uh, into that airspace. So, uh, so you want to hear those words before you before you go in. Because I have heard the flip side of that, where a pilot uh, comes into the Class Bravo and he was not not cleared cleared into it. All right, that's the end of the Flight Following podcast. I think you probably know it by now. We've beat it to death into your brain. So go fly and be safe and have fun and use Flight Following.